You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Wednesday edition. You know what that means. My guest today, Nick Winkler, another Winky Wednesday. We will be talking Alex Smith, the 49ers of a couple of free agents visiting, of course, NFL Draft, and your questions at BD Peacock is where you can find me with those questions. You can always email the show. I ignore most of the email. I don't ignore them. I see them. I just, they're always too long, so I never really get the emails on the show, but you can also email Locked On 49ers. A Gmail, if you prefer, but at BD Peacock on Twitter is the place if you are on Twitter. If you are not, sign up just to get my tweets. I think it's well worth it. And the tweets of this gentleman at Bay Area Wink, Nick Winkler. Let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. The Wink is on fire. Anything you're on fire about today, Nick? The retirement of Alex Smith? Where does he rank? That was I got a couple of those questions. Where does Alex Smith rank in 49ers quarterback history? It's kind of an odd one with him, right? Because yeah, yeah it's he was really like tough. The disappointment of not drafting Aaron Rodgers, but there's not a single fan out there I've ever met that really doesn't like Alex Smith either. I think he won a lot of people over. Yeah, I mean those first years were tough and they, they weren't his fault, you know. He was just bad offensive line, bad team around him, you know, just he got hit so many times and so you know, early on, you hear all the small hands things, and you're like, "Oh, this guy." And then small he's hands. Getting... Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, that was yeah. like that was small hands did him in for at least four or five years. That was like message board days. That was like pre Twitter. It was like, "Oh, small hands." I can't believe they didn't measure his hands first. <laughs> and then, like you said, you get compared to Aaron Rodgers, and that is not an easy task to do. You're talking about one of the best quarterbacks of our time. He may go down someday as one of the best ever. I mean, that's. A tough thing, and he was the local kid coming out of Cal and coming out of you know Butte and everything. Like that was that was tough for him, and and he stood his ground and he kept showing up and he kept playing well. And you know that that Saints win in the playoffs will always have a, yeah. a warm place in my heart. That scramble for the touchdown, like that was huge. And then he gets hurt, you know, and then and then Kaepernick comes in, and then you see like, oh wow, this is what a real arm looks like. Like this guy can huck it downfield, and he's athletic, and this <laughs> and that. So. There is a, a a part of you, like as a 49er fan, that there's always like that balance of like, yeah, there were so many bad times, Alex Smith, but oh, but there were some good times, and and then you see him go, and then the comeback. I mean, the comeback's always going to be what we remember. Yeah, it's not for our team, but he was still our guy. You know, he he was the yeah. 49er for a long time. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of Smith 11 jerseys out there, and there probably still are. And, and I hope those people hold on to those. And and he'll. To, to rank him, though, I mean, he's not in the top five. He's probably not even in the top 12, right? I mean, like, I could name a lot of quarterbacks that I'd put ahead Alex Smith in the 49ers, uh, 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 you know, pantheon of quarterbacks. But, you know, I mean, he's probably in the top 10. I, I was exaggerating with not in the top 12. But. Yeah, he's definitely in the top 10. But we, remember a couple of years ago, maybe we'll have to revisit that this summer. We did our all-time 49ers draft, I like that. right? And it was Montana and Young, obviously. But then Easy. there's, like, the old-timers and John Brody and – and those guys, and then Jeff Garcia. Uh, mm-hmm. and like, Even Kaepernick's got to be thrown in there. Cap, I think, yeah, Cap. Cap took his it job, short, so it, yeah. Cap has to kind of be over him, right? You'd think so, right? As far just, as 49ers go, a, and Alex Smith's best, the, the best part of his career came probably, it was like the end of the 49ers after. era, and then yeah. Kansas City was probably his best work, and then he played pretty well for Washington at first, too. 
Yeah, I think the best thing that was said yesterday about Alex Smith was from Patrick Mahomes, who just came out and said, you know what, I wouldn't be the quarterback I am today without, you know, Mm -hmm. sitting behind this guy and learning from him for a year. Like, that's the ultimate, uh, you know, compliment you can give a guy. And and when, you know, people are saying Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and then he's saying, I learned it from Alex Smith. Like, Alex Smith is going to be in football. He's he's not going to play football anymore, but I'd be shocked if he wasn't on a sideline somewhere coaching football. He would seem to have any number of jobs wide open for him. I mean, I would hire him as my mm-hmm. quarterback coach tomorrow, right? Right. All, yeah. All his resume has to be is here. Here's Alex Smith. I mean, here's uh, here's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Hire me as your quarterback coach. Okay. <laughs> right. You got the job. Check, yeah. Check him out. Look what I helped do. Rich Scangarello. Sorry. We're going to hire Alex Smith. <laughs> tomorrow, he yeah. says. Yeah. Uh, but, and so, yeah, whatever he wants to do, he'll be great. The crazy thing is how young he was when he came to the league. 2005. Yeah. That was a long time ago. He's still only 36 years old. Yeah, it's he nuts. was a kid. He was like 20 or something. He was 20. 21. Yeah, like he, he was, was a redshirt yeah. sophomore. And I remember. Urban Meyer now, full circle, because he met with the Jaguars. He almost signed with Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke, his former We GM, thought that was going to happen. And his former head coach from Utah in 2005. Urban Meyer left for the Florida job, and so I think there was no choice but to declare for the draft, even though he's a redshirt sophomore for Alex Smith, and he was not ready. And look, how... How bad would it have been for Aaron Rodgers coming in? Local boy for his own home team, the pressure there. Bad team in 2005 if he was thrust in to start early for the 49ers. I don't know how it would have ended, but it would not have started well for sure. No, I mean, that was such a great situation for Rodgers to go into, to a good football team. Well, they take him 27th or something? I mean, Green Bay was a great team with a Hall of Fame quarterback starting. So it was just like, hey, mm-hmm. dude, just chill. Sit back, watch. You rest, you, you figure this thing out, and we'll give you a shot here in a year or two. A really solid career. It was just an odd career because he never got that yeah. chance to be the long-term starter somewhere. But he was good enough to take teams to the playoffs, too. So mm-hmm. really interesting. And if it wasn't for the injury, he would absolutely be somewhere. And maybe even the 49ers mentor again for the next draft pick, right? Because, um, But it's smart. Like The the comeback was awesome. And you're right. Mm-hmm. That's totally what he's going to be remembered for, even for 49ers fans, the comeback. Like, that's ultimate level come back. It's going to be a Disney movie in five oh, years. absolutely. The script is already, I'm sure, being written by multiple people. And he'll be fine. Whatever he wants to do, you know, coaching, whatever. I'm sure he'll be great in it. it was. And I'm it was glad he next retired. Level. That was my point. Is I'm glad he yeah. retired. It was the, the comeback was awesome, but you're still like, oh, okay, you did it. It now was scary. Stop. Right. Right? I mean, I watched every snap of that, and it was just like, oh, God. Every time he dropped back, like, don't get hurt. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. I, this is too good to be true. Like, just keep it this way. And you know, no offense to all of our Florida listeners out there, but you know the family was like, "Oh, Jacksonville! Like, do we really want to move them out to Florida?" Like, I don't think there's a ton of listeners of Locked On Forty Niners in Jacksonville. Apologies in advance, but I yeah, I have to imagine it's like we're gonna move to Jacksonville, Florida, to be a backup again. Is that really what we want to do? Probably there's not. Gators out there, like oh, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The next headline: Alex Smith <laughs> comes back, other egg eaten by other leg eaten by an alligator. <laughs> Like Chubbs McGee, right? Yeah, Chubbs. (laughs) I don't know if his name was McGee. Chubbs. Dude, speaking of Chubbs, so I was watching Alex Smith's highlights and a few clips, and there was that Mm -hmm. Saints one and some, you know, early 2010s, you know, the 2011, 2012-ish season stuff. I was blown away how big everybody on the field was. Alex Smith looked huge. Yeah. Um, Everybody was huge. Linebackers, linemen quarterbacks kickers like i think it was the pads 
I, I mean, they're just their the thickness of their bodies. Maybe it was the the four by three, you know, it's oh, like non high def. I don't know what the it conversion was. later. I was just like, <laughs> how big was it? Because we don't have like that's the that's the new wave of the NFL. Linebackers are two hundred twenty pounds, right? They're not two fifty anymore. Um, and yeah. artific- people were artificially getting pumped up because you had to be huge. You had to be huge. And you remember, every prospect would gain twenty pounds before the draft. It's not really happening anymore. So I think. That was one of the things that really blew me away when I saw those clips. Like, this is a completely different era. This era is built for speed, and you got to be speedy everywhere. And there's just those guys. That was the biggest era of human beings was, you know, late 2000s. God, God, people were just massive, and you had to be Mm. as big as physically possible. Yeah, the HGH era. Oh, Uh, that's yeah. I mean, that's obviously a big part of it. Any kind of help you can get, too. Yeah, I think and I think you're right too about the uh, just the video itself. It went from you know it, now it's all widescreen, you know, so everybody in the camera is a little bit further away and capture a whole lot more, and and guys don't look quite as big, you know. The cameras just look different. You go yeah. and watch that old film, and I think the pads were bigger. I think everything. I think now, like smaller, you said, guys are pads. guys are ditching pads a lot. You see yeah. a lot of receivers; they don't have any leg pads in or anything. That blows me away. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe the pads just don't do that much anyway. But man, I would want some protection. If I'm mm-hmm. running over the middle, getting lit up by linebackers, and I'm a wide receiver, give me whatever. Give me those hip pads, the old school hip pads. Love those. Mm-hmm. Some rib pads. Give me some knee pads. Give me it all. I hope everybody saw Nick's fullback photo. Oh yeah, on JV Twitter. Wink. Yeah, JV fullback. Uh, did you have a neck roll? Uh, no, 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 I didn't. But okay. I that wasn't my helmet that was in the picture. I actually had one of those awesome helmets that had the three lines right by my mouth. Oh and then, yeah, like, the ox. Oh, at the top. <laughs> oh, that thing. I, I, yeah. When I was coming barreling at you as a fullback, it, it was intimidating. Yeah, that's an awesome helmet. I took I a couple that. chunks out too, you know, just from you know helmet to helmet contact. Did you see the thing today about the new helmets that the NFL just just uh, approved? No, I want you to tell yeah. me about that, but not yet because it, it's time to to slow down for one second. When we come back, I want to hear about the new helmets, and I want to tell you about a jersey, an old jersey that I found as well. Ooh, yeah, all that coming up with your questions. And some free agent visits on this Winky Wednesday edition of Locked On 49ers. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful this Mother's Day. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Do you want 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com? Well, listen up and I'll tell you how you can get a tasty treat, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Right now, I'm staring at a box of Built Bars that I built myself. You can mix and match Three flavors. I love the peanut butter. I also wanted to try some other flavors, so I went with toffee almond and one of the six new flavors, cookies and cream. 
130 calories in the cookies and cream flavor, 17 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar. It is fantastic. Other new flavors like caramel brownie, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go with their 12 original flavors. My favorite is peanut butter that I always talk about. Bars are covered in, this is the best part, 100% chocolate, not a brown colored flavored chocolate weird coating. It's legit chocolate. So get some yourself at 15% off with promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your next box of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. All right, Nick, some free agent visits, but first I want you to tell me about the helmet thing because I have not seen that. Yeah, so, you know, obviously every year the the NFL is trying to make safety a, a priority, you know, and so they're outlawing old helmets and telling everybody, hey, these are the ones you should be using. Well, apparently today they... I don't remember the name. It's got some letters and numbers and stuff, but it's specifically designed just for offensive and defensive linemen because there's just a bunch of like absorbent padding right in the front because that's where they make that contact every single play, high impact. Mm -hmm. And the study showed that that was where the most concussions happened. And so they, they approved these new helmets today. So it's going to be interesting to see what they look like, if you can actually tell the difference or, or not. Are those going to be like the... Was it uh, Cervelli, the baseball player? Remember he had the, it looked like a Mario Brothers hat. It was so big, oversized yeah. helmet. Remember Don Beebe like? too? When Don oh, Beebe yeah. used to play, he, he had like that little extra one on Steve, his head. Uh, Steve Wallace, 49ers offensive lineman had that. Yeah, it looked like a helmet exactly. on top of the helmet. Yeah, I, I, I like the baseball comparison, though. That hat was cool. Uh, speaking of, Jordan Reed retired. And yeah. uh, John Kime reported that Jordan Reed visited a plasticity. Is that the huh. Plasticity, plasticity, plasticity center for a brain scan, and it Ooh. was recommended that he retire. Quote, I had some lingering effects and sought out professional help to get diagnosed. They told me it was not a good idea to keep playing. I okay. agreed with them. Yeah, and that's yeah. another one. It's like, okay, good on you, Jordan Reed. Good on you, Alex Smith. Get out of this dang sport. You know, good careers. Get out of here. Because yeah, that's like <laughs> a, so so frightening, and I'm surprised he even played last year with everything Jordan Reed's gone through with his injuries. But I wonder how many players currently that are playing in the NFL or even in college, if they went to the plasticity center, what they would be told probably the same thing. Don't play the sport anymore. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't, that's why they don't go. Brian. It's because exactly. they, if you don't want that told, news, no, don't no, go you're good. You're good. You, you should just stop playing right now. No, you, you mentioned, you know, Alex Smith, obviously, you know, with the leg, it's terrifying, but, when you start talking about the brain and things like that, and someone and a doctor who specializes in brain care tells you to stop playing football, you, you stop playing yeah, football. Yeah, you definitely stop playing football. And it's also just harder to, you know, an MRI, you look at the legs, like, okay, it's healed. You're good. Go back and play. Right. But the brain. But the brain, who yeah. knows? Yeah. Wayne Gallman. Heal the same. What are your thoughts on Wayne Gallman? The 49ers are hosting former Giants running back Wayne Gallman, according to Field Yates, on a free agent visit. He played well stepping in for Saquon Barkley last season. Uh, compl- you know, I think looking for a third down back, a receiving type back, some some depth. And look, if this means they're not drafting a running back early, then count me in, especially if it's a cheap deal. And I would assume it's a pretty cheap deal at this point. Uh, I love it. Wayne Gallman. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. We all know how Peacock feels about running backs in the draft. And uh, yeah, I, I, a veteran, you know, a guy who's shown that, that he can run in this league. And, you know, he stepped in for for Barkley last year. He, he didn't look bad. You know, I know as a, as a fantasy manager, he was a guy that I looked to pick up. <laughs> I was just right? going to say, I know he was one of your waiver wire pickups. <laughs> the busiest so yeah, no, waiver great... wire man in the league, Nick Winkler. And we've seen how the 49ers running back, you know, room has been the last couple of years where that's why we know who Raheem Mostert is. That's how we know who Jeff Wilson is. 
You know, these are guys that were on the practice squad that came up and, and really made an impact on this football team. So any depth right now, I'm all for it. Do you know who led our fantasy football league in waiver pickups? In in, in like ads and, and subtractions, transactions? I, I don't think it was me. Nicholas. <laughs> I just wanted a reason well, okay. to press it. I rearranged my, my sounders and my buttons, so I wanted a reason to press one. Yeah, I'm not shocked because I'm the same way in our fantasy baseball league, yeah, too. Absolutely. I, I usually have the lowest amount. Got to make those moves, man. I end the season, I got like two guys I drafted. <laughs> uh, who was the other one? Tony Jefferson. Mm-hmm. The 49ers have added like three safeties already, too. What's going on there? They really need that secondary depth, right? Just in case they want to move Jimmy Ward over to. They, to I mean, they already have too many to, to make the final roster. So they must be right. just. Yeah, I'm not sure what that one is. Maybe they just. Iron sharpens them. iron. Yeah. I guess so. Another one, they're probably not going to draft a safety, it looks like. Running back, I, I like drafting running backs late, late. Just don't be, like, messing around with pick 43 or anything with a running back. He mostly was undrafted, you know? Like, they're they're out there. But find the guys. Find yeah. the guys that fit your system. I, I've been trying to hold my tongue a little bit in our network-wide ultimate mock draft, but anytime someone drafts a running back, i got to crush them a little bit. It's like, come on. Maybe. Yeah, I listened to day one. That's sounding great, man. I really like oh, it. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's totally fun. It's such a massive thing. It's pretty awesome tossing to guys like Michael Irvin and Brian Baldinger this year. That's that's so much fun. Yeah, if anybody hasn't found it, go check it out. It's on its own feed, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. We are uh, on day three now of Ooh, I gotta catch the up. Mock Draft. Yeah, it's six days long. Every team's picks, even the ones that don't have first-rounders, some trades coming up, tease that. Mm-hmm. I like Maybe it. I can't wait to. Maybe the are picking I, twice. Who knows? Hey. Who knows? In real life, you think that might happen? You think that's something they might do? That's one of the questions. Let's go there. Uh, where is that question? Here you go. Good odds 49ers are going to move their second round pick based off past drafts. This one from Jeff on Twitter. Would be fun to hear where you think they will go with it. Up, back, offense, defense, players you think they might target. If someone slides, what do you think? Niners, let's say for sure we know they're trading their 43rd pick. What are they doing with it, Nick Winkler? Yeah, I mean, Nicholas. you know. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Until, last, <laughs> until last season, it was always back, right? It was always back, 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 back. And then, you know, last year they're like, Ayuk, we want to go get this guy. Like, let's get it back up in there in the first round. And I don't know, man. That's a great question. I, I'd love to see him move up. There's a lot of talent, you know, especially if they're going to address something like cornerback and come up and or or even just go get another wide receiver, go get that deep threat or something. That that's good. What do you see happening? It's tough. Corner to me is so important still for a need, mm-hmm. and we would be talk we would be arguing about cornerbacks right now, right? We'd be arguing about Sertan versus uh, J.C. Horn at pick twelve at the Niners. If they hadn't gone up. to three, yeah. Right. And it's, I don't, the 49ers have, like, for the last five years, I mean, going back to my first year doing the Shadow 49ers when Balky was still in charge, 2013, I had him taking Xavier Rhodes in the first round. Right. And, like, every mock draft, every year, I'm like, where's the corners every single time? (laughs) And this regime has been no different. This regime, obviously, especially when it was the cover three thing, they're like, we'll take long corners later, zone corners. We don't need those guys who are really awesome man cover guys that are drafted so high and obviously they've been drafting defensive linemen we probably shouldn't be surprised if they want to still go that route and if they do take a pass rusher instead of a corner in round two but i gotta imagine if they're moving around it's for a corner i just feel like that would be what it is and i think there's four clear top corners in this draft probably have to get up into round one if not i think there's a group of players that they would be fine with at 43 so i don't know if there would be urgency to move up for a corner 
But man, they've been they've been super aggressive, and they didn't touch any of the picks this year. So maybe they would trade up for a corner in this draft, or maybe they'd be, be trying to acquire future picks since they're down on future picks if they're moving back. So I would say still more than likely moving back would be the way to go. But if the right corner is there, one of those top four corners, and I'm talking about Patrick Sertan, he's going to be gone, top 10 probably. Um, J.C. Horn's going to be gone. Caleb Farley's got the back injury, but then that's the other thing. So if he's the one that falls, dynamic athlete, 4-2 speed. I mean, he is supremely athletic, didn't play in 2020, and had back surgery recently. Supposedly, he's going to be ready for camp, but that's dicey with the injury situation with the 49ers. You can't screw with that, right? But he would be the guy that it would seem like could fall that would be worth the trade-up if you're comfortable with the medical. Yeah, I think you said it, though. I think you, you nailed it right on the head when you said they, they probably are going to be trading back to try and get some of those picks back next year, or maybe even a couple more this year, you know, to, to move around some more because they, they give up a lot to move up to that number three spot. So, and they, not this year, but it's a future thing, you know, that – they got to start thinking about that as well. It's like, okay, we can't trade up again and give up more picks because we just gave up so much to go to three. How about this for a second round pick? Ooh. Jimmy Garoppolo turns into a second round pick, right? They could still would... add something there. And that might be another pick that ends up being future. Here's right. here's a question, and I don't remember where I saw it today, but someone was throwing out the idea of um, the ultimate scenario for the 49ers is that Jimmy G is a mentor year one. The rookie's good. Jimmy Garoppolo, though, plays at least part of the season, plays well enough that his stock is more valuable, whatever that is, trade deadline or next year in the offseason, with no tra- with no no trade clause, still a year under contract, and he's actually more valuable, can get more in trade than he could right now, and you have the veteran Niners win a bunch of games, right? Like, that would be the perfect scenario, right? So maybe, maybe that's what the 49ers are hoping for, is like, look, we can't get a lot for him now anyway, and we can either... We would rather have that fallback of knowing we have a good veteran quarterback and maybe he's even more valuable next year. Or maybe we can't trade him for anything and we have to cut him. That's okay too, but it's more important to win now and have a good quarterback for sure in 2021. Yeah, obviously you you don't want to have to start the the rookie quarterback, especially with a team that's built to go to a Super Bowl. You know, they're, they're, they have one goal in mind next year or this year, and that's going to be to go win a Super Bowl. And, and here's a good problem to have. What if you draft this guy with the number three pick? You bring in Garoppolo, keep him, keep him around. He wins a Super Bowl. What happens next year? You know, you don't you don't trade the guy that just won a Super Bowl for you. You don't cut the guy that just won a Super Bowl for you. So now you start him again, and then you've got this third round, you know, number three overall pick that you are now <laughs> starting for, sitting on the bench for a second straight oh. year. Like you gave up so many picks. I laid out the perfect scenario a minute ago, but there's so many other scenarios where yeah. things don't go well. And even if they both play well, like, if the rookie looks good in preseason, mm. Jimmy Garoppolo has to be darn near perfect, right? He throws right. one pick, the 49ers lose one game. <laughs> the wave of fans that will be calling for the rookie is going to yeah. be insane. And the rookie might not be ready. What if the rookie comes out and looks bad? How do you go back to Jimmy? Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a t- There are so many areas that this could go wrong. Yeah. Right? I mean, we, we sit here and we say, like, oh, they're going to they're gonna draft this guy. And it's like... Well, that's the old saying. The old saying is if you have two quarterbacks, you really have none because it's not because you don't want two good quarterbacks. It's because of the circus that follows quarterbacks. And if there's any competition, if there's any controversy there, like when 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 the when the new season gets slow post draft in the summertime, go watch shows that are about the NFL national coverage of NFL teams. It will be which teams have a quarterback controversy and a quarterback competition and the 49ers are probably gonna be one of them those are the teams that are gonna get covered the most and it's just a it is a literal circus 
And it's hard. It's hard on the coaches, hard on the teams. The fans don't know what the hell to think, and they just want something, you know. Um, so, and I think the 49ers, I talked about this a little bit before, Niners might have miscalculated that aspect of this whole trade thing, letting the fans hang out in the wind for a month and pick sides, because mm-hmm. now there's going to be pitchforks no matter what, unless the guy they hit on is the best of the three and is a superstar. Right. Yeah, you, you said it. I mean, if all of a sudden, you know, he, he comes out and he has one bad game and he's filling in for an injured Jimmy Garoppolo and he's not ready, but Trey Lance is over there somewhere else, you know, throwing throwing touchdown right. passes. It's like, oh, you guys blew it. Rah. No, that's a great call. That's that's tough you, that, that, you know, the fans are having to pick people. Like, you know, there's still people that are on the Mac Jones train. They're, they're like, yeah, McRib, let's go. Like, yeah. in those people. And if he goes somewhere and he actually does well, it'll be like, see, told you so. Like, you guys blew it. Exactly. That's tough. So fast forward like six months from now, and that mm-hmm. situation plays out. We'll hop on here. Nick Winkler jump on the show, and he'll be like, Can't believe it. Right? I can't, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they picked the wrong guy. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm really happy. The wink is on fire. All right. Let's see what the wink's stinking about or if he's on fire. With your questions, next. Been talking a lot about props at betonline.ag, but we got win totals up for the 2021 NFL season. Hmm, could those change a little bit post-draft? The Kansas City Chiefs, 12.5 over under on wins. Their opening total was 11.5 last year. 14 wins in 2020. Is that an easy over for the Kansas City Chiefs who have been to -to back-to-back Super Bowls. What about the champs? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're over under four wins in 2021 is 12. What about your team? The Jacksonville Jaguars, six wins. Be a nice improvement for Jacksonville. And I think they have a quarterback and a head coach, first timers in the NFL that are not used to losing. BetOnline.ag draft props over unders on win totals in 2021. NBA, NHL, Major League, Baseball, Table Games, Poker, All you got to do to get involved in the action is head to the website at betonline.ag or the mobile app. Use promo code LOCKEDON when signing up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is Matt Barrows, and you're listening to Locked On 49ers with Brian Peacock. You are Locked On 49ers. I'm just having fun. We're playing with audio here today. (laughs) Nicholas. 801. 801. Actual retail price. Oh, 810. <laughs> it's like the most blissful I've ever oh my gosh. been in my what, life. Which, what would the 49ers have to do on draft day to get that reaction? Is there a player at pick three that if the name is called, that will be the reaction? I think it would have to be if, if Trevor Lawrence fell to number three. <laughs> and then number three, the 49ers select Steve Young. Like, what? Oh, my God, he's back. <laughs> That's good stuff. That is good stuff. All right, let's see here. Oh, here's another one. This is the latest edition. See if you can recognize this voice. Yeah, talk on the microphone. That's little Leo. That's little Leo getting on the microphone. Oh, that's awesome. We should have that every show. (laughs) He goes crazy. All he wants to do is press the buttons. And then I put a button of his voice on there, and he's like, he loses his mind. He loves it over and over. He's in the next room. If he heard that right now, he's going to come running. He's coming running. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nick Mullins! Ooh. Any word of Milt Mullins? What's going on with that guy? I have no idea. We may never hear yeah. from him again. Right. <laughs> nah, somebody will give him a shot with all those yards he put up. Not even drafted! <laughs> Fish says, 
Your thoughts on a center in the second round? Can learn the system from Mac, get comfortable with quarterback, cough fields in parentheses, and play right guard so Brunskill can be swing tackle. One pick will potentially make the line better, deeper, build for the future, and develop chemistry with the new quarterback. Your thoughts there on Fish's plan, Nick? Yeah, Fish, I like where your head's at. That makes a whole lot of sense. I'm, I'm into it. And Greaves has the question. Here's a question I think if... uh. We know Kyle Shanahan values center very highly. In drafts, interior offensive line are evaluated often as if a guy can play guard, he can also play center. So why does Kyle not seem to value guards as much? Uh, I, th- I think it's more the other way around, right? Yeah, I think it's more so that he just values center more. Yeah, And the it's more likely a center can also play guard than a guard can also play center. You're not just going right. to jump in and start making line calls and snapping the ball one day if you've never handled the ball. No, and let's not forget that the center is kind of like the quarterback of the offensive right. line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's it's not as easy to go there if you've never done it before. And if your your center can take stuff off the quarterback's plate too, so if right. your center knows what's going on, just makes things easier. So you know, having a, a veteran center, a veteran offensive line, probably be really good if you were to start playing, say, a rookie quarterback in year one, right? Mm-hmm. Which you know, hopefully the 49ers don't have to do, but if they do, yeah, yeah right. You want, and, you want you want a Mac down there. But to and, and the other thing is you can't pay five offensive linemen at the highest level, right? So you've got to pick and right. choose. So tackles are important, and if your center's important, you can't also like draft guards high and pay them a bunch of money too. You have to find some value somewhere. Yeah, it's like where do you hide? You know the the lowest paid or your weakest offensive yeah. line. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, yeah. like paying Trent Williams is fine because he's a great player. But at the same time, Trent Williams in four scrubs is way worse than having five just solid offensive linemen, right? Sure. You're, you're as good as your worst offensive lineman, essentially. Yeah, that's a good call. But center is very much in the mix. I don't know about the second round, because I just think that there will, be, there will be a pretty good corner there, and that's just such a higher need, and I think it's much more likely that a pretty good center is going to be there in the third round. But I would say round three is a really solid spot to to grab a future center, let him learn behind Mac, maybe round four, round five, whatever, see if you find... That uh, that next tough, smart guy that you can plug in there and play interior offensive line can compete at guard, can learn at center and back that position up as well. So it's not a bad plan at all. How excited are we right now? The draft is next week. I'm super excited. I Ugh. like. I mean, really? Can't believe it. It's almost here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you right? can play that every day. Just yeah. play that even when I'm not on. <laughs> and then talk no about doubt. the draft. I could have a full show without you very easily. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask a question and play one of those sounders. <laughs> that makes me feel very important. <laughs> very easily. Let's see. AC says, yo, Peacock, been a while anyway. Not many people talking about release time with the prospects. Have you heard who gets rid of the ball the fastest? Could be the number three pick. Keep on killing the dailies. Hashtag locked on. Hashtag 2021 NFL draft. Thank you, AC, for the question. Uh, yes. And... The numbers would back up pretty much what you would expect if you watch these quarterbacks. Of the top guys, Trevor Lawrence gets the ball out very quickly. Mac Jones, probably the next quickest. I looked at the numbers recently, and I don't remember exactly what the numbers are. I know that Justin Fields does not get the ball out quickest. It's over three seconds. Usually you want it to be closer to two and a half seconds in the NFL. It's, it tends to be longer in the college level. It tends to be longer for players who are athletic and extend plays. So that's why, you know, Russell Wilson doesn't have the fastest time, even though he's a really good quarterback. Deshaun Watson, same deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make bigger plays when you hold on to the ball. And Ohio State's offense is also part of that, too. So you can't just look at the, you know, 3.05 seconds or whatever it is and say uh, he's going to be garbage because he holds on to the ball too long. I think some of that can get coached out 
and some of it's the offense and some of it's just him making plays. So, you know, if he runs around for seven seconds on one play, and obviously Mac Jones is not going to do that, so he's not going to have any numbers skewing those either. Um, and I can't remember where Zach Wilson or or Trey Lance was, but I think Trey Lance was pr- pretty close, not too far quicker than uh, than Justin Fields. But yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence one and Mac Jones two, I believe. Yeah, it's funny you you mentioned that, you know, they're running around and everything. Yeah, Garoppolo's always had a very short release time, you know, we're getting rid of the ball. It's because he doesn't do a whole lot of running. He he doesn't do a whole lot of scrambling. And his release is lightning quick. Yeah, he doesn't put a lot in it, but you don't get a lot of downfield throws either, do you? So there's a trade-off there. Um, And actually, the fastest in the entire class is Davis Mills from Stanford. Mm, I didn't know that. He gets about about the quickest. I think he was one of the quickest in all of college football last year. Oh, wow. I've seen some mocks him going to Denver. That should be interesting. Here's one. Charlie Baker says, I'm really starting to think it would be a mistake if the 49ers let Sherman go. He's too important of a leader, both on and off the field and in the locker room. We've seen that losing that kind of leader can be detrimental, though I do get he would be expensive. Thoughts? Well, I think he's going to be cheaper than he would like to be. Or he'd already be signed. Judging by the fact that he's still available, right? Yeah. And usually not big money signings are made right now before the draft or right after the draft there might be a team that expects to do something in the draft player doesn't falls doesn't fall so they go that route and maybe it's the 49ers maybe the Niners say oh man there's this wide receiver we got to go get in the draft so we can't do corner we'll take a, a mid-round corner try to develop them but let's see if we can do something with um with Richard Sherman on a one-year contract so I, I, yeah because you know yeah the 49ers have mentioned like yeah you know we'd love to get something done like you know we're not going to close the door on that I mean Sherman obviously was like, ah, I'm not coming back. But that's because he probably had a contract demand that was way too high for mm-hmm. the 49ers. And that is going to come down. It probably already has. And if it comes down to a number that makes sense for San Francisco, of course they're going to bring that guy back. He is a leader in the in the clubhouse and or in, in the locker room. And, and you're talking about a, a just a solid cornerback, a solid football player. If you can make it happen, then absolutely you should make it happen, even if you're drafting somebody. But the other thing is it still doesn't fix the position long-term, and everybody would be on one-year deals still. Right. It's um, it's, it's a long-term need for the 49ers to get a really good starting caliber corner. So that's why I think it's just, I mean, it's yeah. just the obvious position in the second round, and we'll see if it goes that way, but it's too obvious. It's a, it's yeah. a huge need. Right players got to be there though. Maybe they have to wait. Maybe sure. it's uh, maybe it's that they move up from that third rounder because there's such a big gap between round two and then the one at the end of round three that was a compensatory selection. Maybe they draft mm. in round two or even move down a little bit, get a receiver that is a uh, more of a down. Uh, Shanahan loves slot guy. Here's the other thing. So we're talking about corners. They're probably going to draft an edge instead, and then we're talking about the Niners are going to have this new quarterback that can throw down the field, but then they're going to go get another shanty slot guy, right? Or are they going to go get somebody who's good at catching the ball down the field? And there's not as many of those in this draft either. So I don't know. It's going to be fun. They could go so many different directions. Yeah, I mean, they've got Ayuk. He's, he's definitely a guy who can go down the field and get it. He's you know? fast, but he's not. that wasn't his skill no. either in college. He wasn't that. He's got speed, and he should get better at that, and I think he mm-hmm. has the potential to. And Debo is actually pretty good underrated at going up and getting the ball in a crowd because he's you know he'll ch- snatch your chain right that's why i got the nickname and, and he plays right. that way i think both have better potential of getting down the field and making plays than we saw but that's not the calling card of either guy i, I could see yeah. and i would here's the thing is we don't need a slot guy when either one of them could jump in the slot and you could have a, a third wide receiver that's actually an outside receiver that's really good at getting the ball down the field that's right. the way i would go about it but i have a feeling shanahan doesn't see it that way 
Yeah, if you follow his mo, it, right. it is to get those those strong interior guys. And but him, like, his mo is why everyone's putting Mac Jones in the three slot. Sure. So maybe all sure. that is actually true, and that's the way things are going to happen. Who knows? I have no clue. No, we don't. We we can hope one way or the other. This offseason rolls on. There's never a lack of things to talk about in the NFL. Go check out the Ultimate Mock Draft. Check out Locked On 49ers tomorrow and all next week and all the week after and every day right here at Locked On 49ers. See ya.